Hey everybody and welcome to Silhouette Zero Interlude Episodes. I am your host and GM, Chris Ng, and we have a special guest tonight. Say hi. Hi! This is my wife, Megan, who has uh, listeners. You are in the middle of listening to us have a bet against each other because she said, I want to record. And I said, you won't. And she said, I will, but only if you hear it. And so I said, bet, because I talked like a teenager. And here we are. Sitting in our bedroom, uh, actually recording. We're going to do this thing. Let's do this thing. Okay. So, first, let's clear a few things up for the listeners. Have you ever listened to the show before? No. No. (laughs) Do you know how to play a tabletop RPG? No idea. Have you ever done it before ever? Not a clue. Okay, great. This is going to be awesome. Here we go. Super. So, listeners, um, we are actually going to play a game called Investigation Dark. It is actually something I kind of wrote. It is a hack of the game Cthulhu Dark, but without the Cthulhu parts in it. um, It's available on the website. If you go to sillzeropodcast.com slash GM resources, you can click and download it for free. I've never actually played it before, so this will be interesting to see. Um, Because Megan does not like anything that I like, really, like... Star Wars or comic books or things like that. Yeah. But the one thing that we do like together is mysteries. Yay! We do listen to, or listen, we watch a lot of mystery shows on TV. Um, Like, what was the last one we watched? You know, the Britishy one. Broadchurch. Broadchurch, yes. We loved Broadchurch. That was a good one. Uh, so in Cthulhu, oh, I'm sorry. In Investigation Dark, uh, there's a bunch of character sheets, and uh, Megan has chosen to play forensic scientist. What does it say under forensic scientist? Just, just read it. Yeah, read it. You take the phrase preponderance of the evidence very seriously. You work to prove everything, and you'll use whatever science you need to do it. Facts are truth. Okay, so you are <clears throat> forensic investigator. The, the question I have for you is that what, what do you think your name is? Hmm. I just pick a name? Yeah, any name. Any name you want. Um, we're going to go with May Merriweather. May Merriweather. Okay. Um, how long has May Merriweather been a, a forensic investigator? Hmm. I mean, you don't have to be specific. You could say like a long time, a little bit. Twenty-four years. Okay, so you've, you've been around the, the, the <clears throat> around the block a time or two. Yeah. So, um, in my version of the game, each character gets a special trait and a special skill. Um, special trait is that since she is a science person, people will listen to her when she talks about scientific things, even if it isn't exactly your specific field of study. They just assume you know a lot about science. So, even if you're talking about rocket ships or biology or anything. As long as it's science-related, people are just going to believe you. And you do have a special skill called evidence processing. You have a portable lab to process evidence at the crime scene. uh, And then it tells you how well you did. You have a couple of items. You have a lab coat, a police CSI investigation badge, and your portable lab. So if you pick up other items through your adventure, you'll have those. But that's what you start out with. Any questions so far? No. Okay. (laughs) So... How the game works, then, is um, it's basically a story. I'm going to make stuff up in my head. As you do. As I do. And I'm going to give you choices, and you're going to make choices. 
And when you get to a certain part, you're going to have to roll those dice over there. Got it. Um, and I will tell you how many you roll at any point. Basically, you can roll up to three dice. <clears throat> you always take the highest number um, is your result. The higher, the better. These dice here. Yeah. That our children have had their sticky fingers on. Yes. Yay. They're fine. <laughs> I don't think they ate any of them. Today. Okay. They, they look intact. Okay. Good. Um, here we go. So, main Merriweather. Yes. You're getting out of uh, your car. What kind of car do you drive? Mm. A Toyota Prius. Of course. What color? Uh, gray. A gray Toyota Prius. You step out of there. You have your portal lab in hand. There is, uh, it's nighttime, flashing police lights, crying tape all over the place. Yes. Uh, a young rookie cop stands there and snaps you a salute, even though he's not really supposed to do that. He's just really nervous. Uh, hi, Miss Merriweather. Uh, welcome to the crime scene. I mean, not welcome, really, because welcome would be bad, because welcome's like good for a good thing, but, um, hi. Hello. Uh, well, what can I do? Or order him around. You're, you're the boss, sort of. Oh. You, just, you can just tell him to be quiet and get out of the way. Go look at that body. Uh, okay. Are you supposed to do that? You're the forensic investigator. I'm making you do it today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to look at it today. Okay, so he goes over to the body. You can kind of see it from where you're standing. Uh, there is a person who has been shot. Um, they are lying on the ground, and the rookie is kind of poking at it with his foot, like nudging it, like, ew, this is gross. And he comes back and says, I think he's dead. So what do you do? Maybe you want to go check it out? I'll go check it out. All right, you go check it out. So you get closer. You can see that the victim is a, a, a male, 45 to 50 um, balding in a cheap suit. He's been shot twice in the back. So what do you want to do? You're standing over this body. Well, you don't roll it over. Okay. Thanks for telling me what you're not going to do. What <laughs> are you going to do instead? I'm going to search for the bullet. Okay. So basically you want to do like a forensic investigation, right? Right. Okie dokie. So you're going to uh, roll to see how well you do that. So firstly, you get one one dice for doing something within human ability. So that's true. You get one for doing something that's in with your uh, occupational expertise, which is the second one. And then you actually get a third one if you want to use your portable lab. I will use my portable lab. Okay, so you get to use your portable lab. Um, yes. What's the, how many boxes are on there? It says uses. Three. So you get to use it three times. Okay. So you want to use it one of your three times right now? Yes. Okay. So you're going to roll all three dice at the same time. And what is the highest number on those three? Four. Four, okay. So one is like you barely succeed, and six is like you do it perfectly. So four is pretty good. Oh. Four is pretty good. So um, you start investigating the body. Uh, you notice a couple of things right off the bat. Firstly, uh, the type of gun used seems a little bit peculiar. The bullets aren't um, commonly used. Normally, you'd have like a 38 Special or a 45 or a 9mm, but these bullets don't seem to fit any of those just from your lab thing. So you're thinking it's a custom weapon of some sort or maybe an older weapon um, that isn't used, like an antique. Uh, after you're satisfied with investigating uh, the back, you do eventually roll him over. You find his wallet. His name is uh, P.K. McGillicuddy. He is an insurance salesman. Uh, he has a wedding ring on. And um, his wallet is empty, but you found the wallet in the front coat pocket. So um, while you're doing this, a, a, 
another detective comes over to you, or a detective comes over to you. Um, he and you don't get along so well. Uh, his name is um, Sam McGruff. And he's like, so they sent sent you down again, did they, Meriwether? They sure did. Why? Were they not enough cats to clean up or something? You're giving me this face like that doesn't make sense. So go ahead and just tell like that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, you don't make sense. Whatever. What did you find? I found <clears throat> a dead body. Yeah, I know. I found that one too. Uh, so you tell them about all the things that you found. You found the bullets. You found the, the wallet. And you tell him that the money is missing. And he goes, ah, robbery then. Robbery gone wrong. Easy. So can you just sign off that it's robbery gone wrong and I can go home? Sure. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. You think it's a robbery gone wrong? <laughs> think about every TV show we've ever seen. Is it ever okay. a robbery gone no, wrong? No, it's not, not a robbery gone wrong, no. What do you mean? Come on. I just want to go home. I'm tired. What are you trying to get out of this one? Uh, maybe. Get back to work. Fine. Well, at least you got a name, so let me run it real quick. So he, runs, he goes off to his uh he goes up to his squad car, calls in calls in the name, he comes back and says, Alright, PK McGillicuddy worked for uh Dynamite Insurance down on Second Street. I guess you can go poke around there if you really want to find out the truth. But I still say you call it a robbery gone wrong. I mean look, is that wallet is empty. Somebody shot him, took his money. Not the case. Yeah. Man, what do you want to do? Go check it out. Okay, so you Get back into your gray Toyota Prius. That's goes, a hybrid. A hybrid. And it goes... <laughs> and you drive down to Second Street to Dynamite Insurance. Um, well, I guess you wait till the next day because it was night. So you send the body off to the morgue for a more thorough autopsy. You go home. You go to sleep. You wake up next morning. You head down to Second Street to Dynamite Insurance. Uh, in the front, there's a uh, young receptionist. She's like, can I help you? Yes, I need to do an investigation. Um, about what? If it's about those parking tickets, I didn't, those, that was not my car. I was not, okay, it was my car, but I wasn't driving That's it. That's enough. At the... It's about one of your insurance agents. Oh, which one? It was, uh, it was P, P, PK? PK McGillicuddy. Oh, him? He hasn't shown up yet. That's because he's dead. What? Oh my gosh, I'm going to get my supervisor. She runs off to the back and uh, another person, another guy comes out. Um, kind of a plain looking dude, probably also in his uh, 50s, gray hair, thin, kind of gaunt. And he says, um, uh, hello, investigator. Um, uh, I'm sorry, my receptionist didn't get your name. Yes, May Merriweather here. Oh, okay. Uh, Detective Merriweather, uh, you said that PK McGillicuddy is dead? He sure is, and I'm here to investigate. Well, that's that's really tragic. I mean, uh, whatever we can do to help, uh, was it was it an accident? Doesn't appear to be. Oh well, what else can you tell me about it? There was no money in his wallet. We found him face down, shot. Shot? Ugh. how horrible! I didn't know he was into anything like that. He was such a a normal person, just kind of kept to himself, did his job, you know. Uh, talked about going on his boat with his wife, that sort of thing. You don't know anything else about him? No, 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 no. Uh, do you believe him? No. Okay, so you're going to roll two dice. 
because uh, one's within human ability and one is for your expertise to see if you can tell if he's lying. Six. Ooh. Okay. So right off the bat, you, you can tell that there's something fishy about this guy mm-hmm. um, and the fact that P.K. McGillicuddy... Um, so the first thing you notice that you're, you're looking around while you're talking to him is that P.K. McGillicuddy has his own office, unlike the other insurance agents, which just have uh, desks and cubicles. And you can also tell um, that there is a picture that you can kind of see on the desk of his wife and his boat. Uh, but the rest of this office is kind of dingy. It's uh, it's not like a high-tech, fancy insurance. It's kind of a fly-by-night, sort of shystery kind of uh, insurance agency. So it doesn't seem like the facts are adding up. Where is he getting all this money? Do you want to ask him about it? Where are you getting all this money? You you mean money for the, the uh, for what? Wait, he has his own office? McGillicuddy has his own office, as well as the manager. So they both oh. have offices, which okay. it kind of indicates to you that McGillicuddy is not just an insurance agent. He might mm. be a partner or maybe even the owner. Got it. So uh, you could ask him, like... Where are you getting all the money to have these offices all to yourself? Well, of course, I'm I'm the manager, and uh, PK was uh, the, the co-manager of this office. So, of course, he gets an office, and I get an office. Well, that makes sense. No, it doesn't really make sense. What do you mean it doesn't make sense? What possible thing could you possibly be accusing me of? Possibly killing him. And what reason would I have for that? Maybe you want to be the only manager in this office. That, that's preposterous. I'm deeply insulted. Listen, inspector, detective, whatever you are, if you have something you want to ask me about, fine. But I won't tolerate being accused. Well, we'll see about that. So he, he leaves. Um... You do get his personnel file, uh, McGillicuddy's personnel file from the receptionist. You do know know where he lives and where his wife is. Um, and you kind of see that in, in terms of insurance performance, he wasn't great at it. Um, and, or at least from what you can tell, what you know of insurance sales, he doesn't seem to have a lot of clients or a lot of people on his caseload. So where is he getting all this money? Mm. So what do you want to do next? I want to go check out his wife next. Okay. Back in the Prius. Cut to uh, a small house in the suburbs. It's nice, but it's um, it's very small. Um, from the exterior shot, you've got like a white picket fence and a well-kept rose garden. Uh, you walk up and um, it's got wind chimes that are really annoying. And uh, it smells like potpourri even outside the door. And uh, you do you knock or you ring the doorbell? Um, knock. Okay, you knock. There, There is a knocker, like a decorative knocker. Do you want to use a decorative knocker or just pound it on the, on your fist? Definitely the decorative knocker. Right. Tick, 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 tick. Um, door opens up. It's a uh, woman in her 40s, and she's like, um, yes, can I help you? Yes, I'd like to inform you about your husband. Oh, um, I'm sorry, who are you? I'm Detective May Merriweather. Oh, uh, has he been arrested? No, he's dead. <gasps> Cut the commercial. Commercial ends, comes back. Uh, you're inside. Uh, she's she's doing that thing where she's hunched over on the couch. We have tea. Yeah, you have tea. <laughs> <laughs> tea and crumpets. Um, yeah. She's like, I can't believe this. Who would, who would want to kill my PK? This is just awful. Uh, why don't you roll your two dice real quick? Six. Okay. 
So as she's uh, kind of processing the information, you're sitting on the couch looking around the environment. You can see from the pictures uh, that they don't have any kids. Mm. Um, there are a lot of pictures of this boat. There's also uh, a picture of him in a Civil War uniform. And a, an actor. Yeah, and a, and a picture of, um, um, I guess, a wedding picture of the two of them. But, like, from when they were much younger. I just, I can't believe this would be happening. If things were finally starting to go so well around here. Do you know who did it? That's what we're investigating right now. Well, it's it's probably that horrid man, Archibald, the, the manager where he works. Mm. You know, he, he's always been jealous of PK and his abilities to sell better insurance. Anything he could pick up. I'm curious where he gets all the money to buy that big boat that I see in that picture there. Oh, his boat. His stupid boat. All he ever talked about. If it wasn't reenactments, it was boats. Ugh, so irritating. Uh, you know, he, he got those for, from, from the bonuses from last year. He did. Apparently he was number one salesman. Now you were talking about reenactments. Oh, Is yes. there anyone there that may have a problem with, with him or an altercation? The reenactors? Oh, I severely doubt that. They were... They took that very seriously. They were like brothers with each other. Although, PK did say that sometimes the, the guys on the other side would get a little bit too into it. You know, PK was a strict unionist through and through. But some of the people on the Confederate side, I don't know. He said there was one guy, what was his name? Uh, forget, he just called him the Colonel all the time. He said he and the Colonel would often get into arguments. But I don't know. PK took that so seriously. I can't tell if he just meant... Arguments in character or, for, or for actual arguments, you know? Mm-hmm. The colonel. Thank you for your information. Mm-hmm. Um, well, will, uh, will I be getting the death certificate soon? I mean, I'm going to need to file paperwork to collect his life insurance. Hmm. Wanting to collect life insurance so soon, hmm? Well, I, I don't work, so I need to figure out my finances. You understand? I understand. We'll be in touch. All right. What do you think? I think we need to go see the colonel for sure. This colonel man. Okay, so um, you don't really know anything about the reenactors, so you head back to the police station <clears throat> to find out information about local Civil War reenactors in the area. When you do, your uh, your number one side lab tech, uh, Skippy Magoo, comes up and he's like, Hey boss, hey boss, check it out. Finish the autopsy on that uh, on the McGillicuddy case. Look what I found. And he uh, holds up a little plastic bag with two spheres, uh, metal spheres in it. Never gonna believe this. Rounds from a musket. Hmm. Interesting. Those reenactors, hmm? Well, I didn't think those reenactors had real guns. Well, it's possible. We gotta find that colonel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh just just so you know, it, the, the cause of death was definitely getting shot. Um and uh time of death was uh probably about nine PM last night. Mm, great. So you do a little Google searching, you find the location, uh, you, well, you find the contact information of one person who is like the reenactor uh, leader. Uh, what do you got? That's right. That's right. Uh, the reenactment leader, his name is, um, gosh, what would this guy name be? Uh, I'm trying to think of the most pretentious southern name I can think of. William G.T. Lee. Uh, so you go to William G.T. Lee, you, you find him, he's actually the owner and operator of a small mechanics shop. Um, but when you when you get there, you can tell right away which one is him because he's got a way out of date Civil War uh, like uh, mutton chop beard, and uh, 
he's wearing just regular overalls and like working on a car, but you can tell this is the guy who, who you talk to. Ah, good evening, ma'am. Uh, how can I be of a service to you? Yes, I'm May Merriweather, and I'm here investigating a, a recent death. A death? Well, I can assure you, I hope it's nobody I know. Do you know a PK? You mean General PK McGillicuddy? That would be it. Ah, oh, that, I do declare, is the most horrible news I could hear. What happened to him? He was shot. No, I thought it'd be his heart for sure with the way he ate. Nope. Well, I don't know how much use I could be to you, but uh, if there's anything I can uh, elucidate you on, I'll be more than happy to help. Were there any ever any altercations between the two of you? Between myself and the general? Yes, sir. Well, uh, only in character, ma'am. See, I played uh, my ancestor, Colonel Josephat Lee, uh, was my ancestor, and I play his role on the battlefield. And uh, P.K. McGillicuddy is, of course, uh, P.K. McGillicuddy IV, and he played his ancestor, P.K. McGillicuddy the original. Um, they were noted enemies during the Civil War. So, you know, sometimes we play that up for the other men. It, it's hard to keep reenactors if you uh, if you don't take it serious. Any chance you could have taken it a little more seriously outside of the reenactment? Now, what motivation would I have for doing something like that, young lady? Don't know. Well, I can assure you I would never take that beyond that. I mean, my ancestor was an honorable man, and I would never sully his name by murdering someone in cold blood. Do you know anything about the evidence we found? Oh, the these musket balls? Yes. Well, I've seen them, but I, we don't use them, of course, for the reenactment. That would be obviously very dangerous. You've never used them? Not in a reenactment. Uh, one time, some fellas from the historical society came down and let us take a few shots with a real musket. But... So you have shot a real musket, then? Yes, but that was over a year ago, man. And not recently? No. The not story... last night? Of course not. You can ask the historical society people about it. All right. Where do you go? What do you want to do? You can go back and question anybody else up to this point. So you got Archibald, the mm. wife, and uh, this guy, William G.T. Lee. Or you can go to the historical society if you want. That uh, doesn't seem... That doesn't seem useful. You can roll, mm. too, at any time if you want to, like, push or investigate or just think about something. Try to get a clue, basically. You can yeah, roll the dice. Yeah, I want to get a clue. All right, roll the dice. See what you okay. get. Okay. All of them? Uh, just two. Okay. Oh, two ones. Ugh. Ugh. The ones you barely succeed. Oh, or you no. succeed at a cost. So, um, thinking about this really carefully, you decide that you need to figure out whether, uh, what kind of motivation everybody might have. So you go back to the police station, and, and the cost you're going to incur here is it's going to take you about six hours to get all this information. So you sit down, and you're Googling, and you're researching, and you're running financials and cross-referencing. It takes a long time. It's very boring. Um, and what you find out is, of course, that Archibald and PK co-own Dynamite in Insurance, but with PK's death, mm. the ownership will go to him. Um, you find out that the wife of course, uh, will get his life insurance, which is actually a considerable sum. It's, he had a policy of $100 million. Um, you also find out that PK was in pretty bad debt surrounding his boat and, other, and the house and other things. 
So his financial situation was not strong. Uh, and then in terms of William G.T. Lee, uh, you you talk to a couple other people and you find out that they really did not like each other at all. What he said about it was just you know a battlefield thing does not seem to be the case. In fact, people said that they overheard them arguing about something that wasn't related to the reenactment, but they weren't exactly sure what it was. Mm. Um, and the last thing you find out is that there is a connection with the historical society because as you were looking up the the information to get their phone number, you found out that they that a couple of days ago they filed a um, robbery report. Ah, oh, so they were missing those. Yeah, you you read the report and they are in fact missing uh, a musket. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Well, then I guess that takes me back to the reenactor. So what do you want to do? So you could go back and question him. You could go to a judge and ask for a warrant to like search the place, or you could break in at night and see if you can snoop around and find something. Ooh, let's break in at night. That right. sounds way more interesting. <sighs> Nighttime. You are back at the garage. It is way past closing time. Uh, and you're going to go ahead and you're going to try to break I've it. got my black hoodie and my black gloves. Yeah. Uh, and my mask. And you're, ooh, a mask and everything. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll two dice to see how well you break in. Oh, come on. Ah, three. Okay. <laughs> no. It's not great. Uh, Can you I do... roll again? No. <laughs> Ah. Uh, you have to break a, a window oh, in no. order to open it, so there's going to be some evidence left behind, but at least there's no alarms or anything that seems okay. to be set off. So you're inside, you turn on your flashlight, so you're looking around, go ahead and roll two dice again, see what you can find. Five. Okay. Uh, so as you're, you're snooping through, you find a couple of things that are peculiar to you. One is a uh, cartridge. So how muskets work are they had um, the ball... And then they had a cartridge, which is essentially like a, a paper packet of gunpowder. So you to load a musket, you have to shove the paper packet of gunpowder in and then put the ball in. And then those things light explodes and it goes through. So mm. why would he have a, a paper cartridge mm. of gunpowder? Seems a little suspicious. Uh, what you also find is um, that there's you go through his filing cabinet and you find out that uh, the... The automobile, like the, the mechanic shop, is insured by Dynamite Insurance. Mm. So there's a correlation there, possibly. Yeah, and you also notice that, um, you, you missed it the first time, but you, you notice that uh, there are no really other employees working there right now. Mm. And that uh, a section of the shop seems to be blocked off. Uh, why don't you roll two more dice? Five. Okay, you find out that it uh, looks like there was some kind of accident or explosion or fire here. Mm. Um, and, and you're starting to think that maybe they were trying to file an insurance claim, but they weren't able to pay it off. Mm. What do you want to do? Definitely go back to the re- Okay, so as yeah. you're, as you're, because um, we're running short on time, as you are uh, about to leave, the, the lights turn on. Oh, no. And you, you see him there and he goes, I knew you were getting too close to all of this. Mm-hmm. May Merriweather. You shouldn't be sticking your pretty little nose where it don't belong. And he holds up a musket. Ah. <laughs> okay, what, what do you do or what do you say? Um, well, it seems like you're guilty then. Fortunately for me, no one's ever going to know. And he uh, attaches a bayonet to the end of the musket. And he's approaching you. <laughs> do. <laughs> He's and gonna... so I do a side kick and a front kick. And I knock him to the ground. All right, uh, roll your dice. Let's see how well you do that. 
three. Okay, so he uh, he lunges forward and he goes, ha! And he stabs you in the shoulder with his bayonet. Uh, and then you do the side kick. Uh, and then you do the front kick. Uh, and, and he falls to the ground. And uh, <laughs> and then you, you like kick him one more time when he's on the ground. He's like, ah, ah, ah. And now, uh, what one-liner do you say to him as you stand over him? Take that. No. Like, <laughs> say, it looks like the South won't be rising again. It looks like the South won't be rising again. <laughs> Cut to the end. Uh, people are being, you know, he's being arrested and booked. Uh, the grumpy guy, uh, Sam McGrath, is like, can't believe you pulled it off again. I always do. Um, and, and, uh, that's the end. You've solved the case. Yay! <laughs> what do you think? I thought it was so fun. I really did. Oh, okay. I thought well. it was a lot of fun. Okay, I well. want to do it again. All right, well. Maybe you, I'll show up again. You never know. You, you just, never know you around never these know. parts. So, uh, well, thank you for. Tune thank in. You, thank you for playing. <laughs> um, this has been Silhouette Zero Interlude Episode. Uh, come back in a little bit. We'll be either season three, probably season three, or maybe another guest episode coming up soon. Uh, in the meantime, you can always follow me on Twitter at Silzero Chris. That's spelled S I L Z E R O. Everything else is at SilzeroPodcast.com. Uh, Patreon.com slash Silzero. Matt is at Silzero Matt. That's S I L Z E R O M A T T. Because he would want me to spell it, so I'm going to. Um, and until next time, keep your nose clean, kid. Or May Merriweather's gonna get you. Thanks, guys. No, you say end of episode. End of episode.